when I was a kid, my parents bought me a pogo stick for, I believe it was Christmas, because they recognized what kind of kid I was, that I needed a pogo stick. I didn't need anything that just went forward at a quick rate, but I liked the pogo stick. It was one of, it was something I thought I could, you could get good at. You know, I didn't, it wasn't just, it wasn't just like, it was, it was a trick you know, how many times can you bounce on the post? First time it was one or two, and then you do one or two and finally get four. We kept personal records. Four, eight, twelve. Then there's that one day out of the blue that you just get better at it and you're at a hundred. You run in, I ran in and told my parents, I jumped a hundred times on the pogo stick. Great. He's going to live with us the rest of his life, right? Again. And it got to the point, though, that um, when I got bored with the pogo stick was whenever I could just do it as long as I wanted uh, I, I think when we finally quit counting, it was up to 500 times. I could bounce 500 times. I could do it without hands, just grip it with my knees and jump around. Um, Useless abilities. But I couldn't. It was crazy. Thing, I probably could have done it a thousand times if I wanted to. But I couldn't do it forever. I could do it as long as I wanted, but I couldn't do it forever. And I always was. I was always going to mess up. At some point, I was always going to fall. of me always just bounding into the grass. I just would get tired or my foot would slip or my, my feet would start hurting or the, the, uh, the neighbors would be complaining about the noise. All sorts of things that could have made me stop, make me fail, make the numbers stop counting. You ever feel like that's kind of the way it is as a Christian? Like, even when you're good at it, you're not great at it. Even though when you can be a Christian for a long, like, act like Jesus for long periods of time, you're eventually going to fail. It's, it's inevitable. You'll get tired. Maybe it's time for lunch. And you don't have lunch. Um, there's all sorts of reasons why
two or three times, I'm just, I, I know I'm not supposed to do that thing, but I do it. I know I'm not supposed to have this attitude, but I have it. And even those of you who have lived the Christian life for a long time know, and you, you've gotten pretty good at it, you've practiced, you've, you've, you've used those muscles over and over again, you know how to live the Christian life, you just can't do it forever. Now that attitude, you will fail. You will not be enough. Eventually. It is inevitable that you're going to fall off. That even when you think, I've got this, I'm, I'm in a good groove, I've got this rolling, I'm, I, I, have, I, I have a good Christian, I'm a good um, employee, I'm a good employer, I'm a good, I'm a good uh, father and husband and wife and mom, eventually you fail. You can be good, but you will not be good eternally, and you will not be good inevitably. It is just, it is going to happen. That you are going to mess up. That you're not going to be enough. That you're not going to, to get it all right. And sometimes it feels as though, because we, we do, we come in here and we talk about Jesus and we say, Jesus, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way we're supposed to live. Look at Jesus. Turn the other cheek. Look at Jesus. Go the extra mile. Look at Jesus. Sacrifice yourself. Be a servant to all. And you may sometimes walk out of here and think, I can't do it. I'm, I just, I just, I'm going to fail. And that's why the Christian needs to regularly remind themselves and probably be reminded what Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 1. I know we did 1 through 10 last week, but I want to read it one more time just to get a good run into 11 uh, through 14. But here, I'm not going to do this every Sunday. Start at Ephesians 1 and read into the passage we're studying. Um, but I want you all to be aware I desperately want to, because that's the, that's the only way to study this properly, but I, I just read it on your own maybe, too. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Here he's talking about, uh, he's giving a, a, a synopsis of the people of Israel. He went to Abraham and he said, you will be my people and I will be your God. He told that to the people as they came out of uh, Egypt too. You will be my people and I will be your God. You will be a kingdom of priests to all nations. God wanted his people to bless the whole world through their very existence. And he's reminding the Ephesians and all the people who read this letter that the Jewish people, the us, Remember Paul here saying us. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Notice. 
Not holy and blameless. But the way God chose to see them was holy and blameless. He, in love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Here, listen. Paul is not, notice he's not saying, for those who are really good at being Jews. He's saying, God showed us grace, and God showed us love, and God showed it to us before we were even born. We have this right now, Paul says. We had it before Jesus. This is the story pre-Jesus. They hoped in Christ. They put their hope in Christ. And they had a hope in a Christ to come, in a Messiah to come. In him we have redemption through blood, the forgiveness of sins, and accordance with the riches of God's grace. And he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in the Messiah, or in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under the Messiah, under the Christ. And then he says... In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him, who works out everything in conformity with the purposes of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory, might exist for the praise of his glory. And then he says this, and you. Now, this is us. Paul, we're not an us with Paul. We don't... Most of you are not from the Jewish people, are not from the people of Abraham. And so we are Gentiles. Gentiles are just people who aren't Jews. It's the nations. It's the other people. And a lot of, Jew, a lot of the Jewish people in Jesus' day had a disdain for the Gentiles, but God had a love for them. And when Jesus came to earth, he showed a love for the people that weren't like him. And it bears out in what the gospel does. You were also included in the Messiah and the Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Do you hear that? When you heard it, you were included. Just the mere fact, just the, just the small little fact that the gospel was announced to you, included you in what Jesus wanted to do. You also were included in this kingdom when you heard the message of truth. The gospel, the gospel should be called, we should translate this, the good news or the good announcement would be a good translation. When you heard the good announcement of your salvation, you're included in this. The, the gospel, the message of Jesus, is not that you have to, that if you can somehow get enough good bounces in, 
before you fall off. If you can somehow run the race long enough without tripping. If you can somehow get it right just, just enough. Then you will have redemption. No, from merely, merely hearing that the Christ is for me, I'm included. When you believe, now, this word believe is um, the best way to think about it. Anytime you see the word faith or believe in Scripture, uh, a good thing to do is to, now don't, don't cross out words in your Bible. That's against the rules. Um, you can circle it and out from the sideline. The sidelines? I've watched too many sports. In the margins, write trust. Because the word trust works better as a, as a translation for what this means. Sometimes in, in our world, believe just means, like, I, I know it exists. Like, I believe in the moon. <coughs> Right? I also trust the moon. High tide, low tide stuff. But that's neither here nor there. But I just, I believe, I believe, I believe the earth is round. Um, that, that's just something I believe. I've never tested it. But I believe it's round. Therefore, like, it's just that's something I think. It does not affect my day. The, the word they use for believe is not the word they use for know. Sometimes we use believe to like, I know that. When they use the word believe, or when they use the, the um, noun faith, they mean trust. To trust or to put your trust in something. And so when he says, you, when you trusted that message, that, that, that Jesus is for you. That Jesus is, that is, that is your, your gift. It is your grace to you. That no matter how many times you stumble, no matter how many times you fall, God's message is for you and He does not rescind His love. He does not pull back His grace. It is not a conditional thing. God's love for you remains no matter where you remain. Now you can choose to walk. You can say, I'm out. God still loves you. But when you believe, you were marked in Him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit. When you trusted, you were marked with Him in Him with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. God is saving us because God is good. There's a lot of work to be done. I mean, a lot. Like, we, like literally today, we've got to stack chairs and, and haul boxes and bring tables in. There's a lot of work to be done. The more of us that do it, the less, less time it's going to take. There's a lot of work to be done, just period, in the Christian life. You have to evaluate yourself, which is exhausting and always unseemly feels. 
doesn't feel like I never come away from evaluating myself feeling very good about it. You have to pay attention to your attitudes and your actions and how you treat your neighbor. There's a lot to be done and there's a lot to fail at. Your failure does not get rid of the grace of God. Um, we are we teach our kids all sorts of things, how to do things. Um, every kid that I've ever met has attempted to pour their own milk before they're capable. Right. And sometimes you catch them. Whoever said don't cry over spilled milk has never bought milk. The so they're but they get better at it. Your kid just gets better at things. Small things, important things. They're gonna be bad at things at first. One of the things I struggle with, one of the things I'm not great at, is um, I walk into the room and my kids will be playing a song. And if I don't like that song, I let that, I, when I'm not at my best, I will let that be known immediately. I'm like, oh, what in the world is this mess? You can't sing and you shouldn't let a computer help you and make money off it. should say is, what do you like about this? Like, what, what, do you, what do you enjoy about, like, what, why do you like this particular song? Tell me about it. I should be able to, like, let it turn, turn into a conversation about, like, what, what, what they enjoy and what, what, they, uh, what they look for in art. They're going to call that art. But I, sh I shouldn't just jump to that. I need to work. I need to work on that. We, none of us are there yet. There's always something we could say, that's, I'm failing at that. Your, your kids aren't going to be there either. But do you ever quit loving them when they're awful at things? When they strike out or um, paint you a picture, then you're like, oh, that can't hang up anywhere. Go back and try again. No, you don't do that. Because you love them and just the, just the fact that they exist. You love them. God feels that way about you. Just, just the fact that you exist. We, we were chosen having been predestined according to the plan of who more works out everything in conformity with the purposes of his will. When you heard it. When you heard it and you trusted it. You, the, the, the good news is that God loves you unconditionally and he sent his son to die on the cross to redeem you of sins and to conquer death Tomb is empty, the, 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 the throne is filled, we follow the king who conquered death. That's the good news. You are loved by God. 
in ways that like you'll never comprehend until, until you see God face to face. So when you fail, you are loved by God. When you're not like Jesus, you are loved by God. And when you're not like Jesus, that you're just you're, you're God's going to forgive that. God knew that was going to happen. If God if God didn't if God thought you could do it all by yourself and get it perfect, Jesus wouldn't have needed to die. He would have just come and talked. But we didn't just need a teacher. We needed a redeemer. Lean on the salvation that you have. Trust in the salvation that you found. You, you have redemption. You have salvation. In all who have united in Jesus to his death, burial, and resurrection will find that their salvation is solid. We'll find it. However many times you fail. And it's going to look, if you're a new Christian, it's going to look like the time I ran into my into the, into the kitchen and I, I told my dad, I've got ten. What have you told me? Someday you'll get 500 and this is nothing. He was excited for me. Even as I failed quickly. You know what I always did after I fail? Go back to the photos. I, I jump back on. Because you have to jump on a photo stick to start. You don't need to count that jump because it's off the ground. Those of you who are going to start trying that. Vicky, I know you're going to go get one, try to be my record. You have to jump onto a post. You, you can't just lightly step up onto one and start going. You have to jump onto the pedal, onto the pedal, the, the, the stands, and get after it. For some reason, to get better and better at the post, that first jump was the one I never questioned. So yeah, you may be failing early. May, you may be stumbling off. But after you do, always continue to trust the gift you were given. Always continue to know that the next time you jump up on there, it'll hold you. Next time you lean on the salvation of Jesus, it can support you. I wouldn't jump on a stick now to save my life. Actually, I have. I've had, it's always, oh, posting it. The kids got one and I jumped on it and we went all the way to the ground like a spring that didn't even support me. And so I'm just jumping with a spring that's planted. You will. The, the grace of God will always Your ambitions, your, um, your failures, your hopes. So you may feel like you're not getting it all right. That's right. Man, I feel that way. <coughs> For 
grace of God is eternal and overwhelming and consistent. If, if you haven't given your life to Him, if you haven't united in the death, burial, and resurrection, know this that your choice today is giving you hope that you didn't even know was possible. You, you might fail a lot at first. But the more you're, you go at it, the more you strive, and the more you live with Jesus and, and work through His Holy Spirit, the better you're going to get it. You're not going to get perfect. But what you are going to know is that when I do fall, the grace of God, the gift of God, will support me when I start falling in. Whatever you need this morning, you want to give your life to Jesus and you want to come back to Jesus, please come forward while we're standing.